Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be talking about uh, John Byrne's most notorious comic. But first, Jimmy, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. What's the spiel? Pick it up wherever you buy comics, comic book shops, bookstores, or online. This is my image collection of full-color Street Angel comics, Homeless Ninja on a Skateboard, and about eight or nine complete stories in this volume, perfect for the upcoming uh, gift-giving season for anybody in your life, suitable for, for all-age readers, and uh, definitely make anybody's comic shelf look a little bit brighter and better. You can also see how I make Street Angel by joining me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see my original art, uh, scripts, process, layouts, and notes on how I make all the comics I make, including Street Angel, Plain Janes, Octobriana, and much more. You can also download probably a dozen out-of-print zines and mini-comics on my Patreon. So patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Comics, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game, and the anti-social network trade paperback hits the store shelves November 9th. Jimmy, I said it before, I'll say it again. Retailers, man, you got to order heavy on this thing because Amazon bought out almost all of the print run at this point, man. So put in those orders. Go to your local comic shop. I want shops to have this thing. I want people to get them at the local comic shops, but snooze, you lose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got about 70 extra pages of material in here beyond the comics that were on the racks uh, with the anti-social network kind of mini-series of of comics, uh, drew a bunch of extra stuff, spent the summer designing this book. Man, look at that, dude. Gary Larson homage right there. <laughs> uh, get this comic at your local comic shop, order it on Amazon, and if you want to start to pre-order the next round of comics, I'm calling them trigger warnings. Uh, two issues are available for pre-order pre on the Fantagraphics website as we speak. It's going to start coming out in December. I'm serializing them on my Patreon right now, patreon.com slash edpiscor. All those links in my link tree in the description below this video. Jim... Let's talk about uh, John Byrne's most notorious comic, man. Should we unveil the thing? Let's take a look. Alpha Flight number six, Snowblind. What's the year on that? 1983, January. So he drew this thing, 82. What the heck else was this guy drawing? A manga capace, man. Uh, team books also. Fantastic Four, maybe Avengers. Uh, 60-some pages, maybe 80 pages in a month. You got to take a flyer every now and then, man, for your own mental health. I went through a big John Byrne fan when I got into comics, and for a long time he would produce three books a month. So, yeah, definitely uh, churning these things out at a rapid pace. And uh, got to every once in a while you fall behind in the deadline. Got to figure out some creative solutions. <laughs> this is like every uh, every jobber's hero is this comic. <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, when we get there. When we get there, man, like I'll, I could, I could speak from direct experience and give you some inside scoops. I enjoyed this. Yes, this whole comic was pretty fun to read. In a lot of ways, you know, like this is John Byrne, you know, damn near his peak, and uh, doing his own team with Alpha Flight Canadian team. You know, uh, pretty excited. I think when he was doing this stuff, I used to find these uh, Alpha Flights. I think they sold well in the beginning. Oh, I would yeah. find them all over the place in back issue bins and and had a big run of uh, of the John Byrne issues haven't looked at them in years. So, I mean, even from this splash page, I'm enjoying it because it doesn't look like your regular superhero comic, you know, uh, kind of reminds me of that, like, off, just, just slightly off model superhero comics, you know, a second tier group could be a Charlton comic. You look at that splash page. There was something about like when these characters would pop up on the X-Men cartoon, it made me excited to like go to the flea market and like try 
different kinds of comics. Like I would have never bought a, a Kazar comic if it wasn't for the, the X-Men cartoon. And, and this is sort of no exception, man. Love how all these characters look different. You know, this, Good this body is, language. Yeah, it's perfect. This is not like, uh, you know, the image guys when they draw an office scene, it's a bunch <laughs> of dudes in very tight clothes. <laughs> these look like regular people. Now this is assistant editors month, man. Uh, you, are, you, are you pulling one over on Ralph Macchio or, or was that, was that a part of the whole game? Uh, what we're going to sort of get into here, man. There's a, uh, the assistant editor month for the Hulk, uh, and Nascenti is kind of in a framing device, the assistant editor for that book at the time. And Banner comes into her office and transforms into the Hulk in front of her. It's so <laughs> weird. All right, man. This is the uh, civilian guise of uh, Snowbird, our uh, Avenger, I mean, our Alpha Flight member who we see on the cover here. She's getting put in the clink for some stuff that happened, presumably in Alpha Flight issue number five. Yeah, from uh, being absent from this military base for long stretches. Oh, she did a little AWOL gimmick. She's out uh, alpha flighting. That is apparently not okay with the with the base's commanding officer. Yeah, it makes sense. He man. wants some answers, and she's not giving them to him. Uh, the, these dudes got a little oil and oil derrick happening, man. They drum up some some stuff under underneath the the soil. Uh, I guess like in alpha flight number one. Doesn't that look like some kind of like kabuki sort of? It definitely guy? looks like he's wearing some sort of mask. Um, I guess it was established in Alpha Flight number one that there are seven creatures of something or other, man. And that's a great thing to do when you're on a monthly schedule. Uh, it's a great trick, right? Mention that there are seven uh, deadly beasts. Uh, you have no idea who they are, but every 30 days is a new month, man. You at least know who. Seven, six future villains will be. And uh, here's here's our guy right here. Kolomak, I guess, is uh, what we'll call him. Snowbird hears the rustling about. And, of course, easily pops out of the jail cell. Good looking page. It's nice seeing her transform. That's pretty good. And just the symmetry and reading of the page, very easy to follow. Yeah, man. I love how uh, they would always punch holes in walls in these old comics, and there's nothing in the walls. Right. There's no wiring, ductwork, studs, nothing. It's just, yeah. just a, a, an un, unreinforced uh, concrete wall. Yeah, it's it's uh, cartoons, man. <laughs> here's, the, here's our Alan Moore transition, right? We got Snowbird doing a gimmick into uh, Guardian. Another good-looking page. Reading this was kind of a revelation for me because I've, I haven't looked at a Burn comic in a while and you know kind of fallen out of favor as an artist I like. But man, going back through this, he he captured what I think of as like a superhero comic, especially from this era, you know, before comics became everything for adults or whatever. It just feels like this is this is the perfect mix of illustration styles for a monthly comic on newsprint. It looks really good to me. He's like one of those guys, you take a look at those original pages and you see that he grids out the panels that have like lots of perspectives. And that's something I was admiring a whole lot, man, because you could you could run your grid and uh, the the sort of average kind of illustrator will turn it into that sixth grade perspective uh, exercise looking piece of imagery, man. But he's got like some nice lived in spaces, man. You know, we're gonna bust his chops here in a minute for some, <laughs> some shortcuts, but look at how great this is where it's like character and then some kind of scenic background, character, scenic background, scenic background, character, scenic background, character, scenic. You know, like he's switching these camera angles every other panel. Like it makes for a very, 
jump, you know, like you're reading at a, at a pretty good pace going through these things. A lot of eye candy. Yeah, when you see stuff like this, you you realize like, this is a guy who's been working in color comics for a long time and realizes like, you just don't, color can do the trick sometimes. Totally. Uh-oh. Starting to see a little white on the page, man. I also will see glimpses of Jim Lee, who obviously mm -hmm. coming up in X-Men, John Byrne's going to be an influence. In like a panel like this to me, I go, oh yeah, of course an influence on Jim Lee. You know, and you'll see little glimpses here and there. Yeah, man. Our guy was drawing 60 pages this month, man. Maybe 80. You ready? Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> here we go. Here we go, baby. What happened to the art, Ed? Let me tell you something, man. I, uh, on uh, X-Men, you, know, you know what, let me grab it real quick, actually. I feel like if I got this comic as a kid, I'd be drawing in those little, <laughs> trying to fill in the panels. Yeah, man, especially because uh, there's a lot of, like, you know, telling, not showing. Yes. Like, oh, I'm turning into an owl. If, you, if you're into lettering, these are some prime pages that we're going to be looking at. This is like a High Eisman Kubert School <laughs> assignment. I remember doing this kind of assignment. But uh, in uh, the X-Men Grand Design Second Genesis book, I fought for an extra page in uh in the book because uh if you took a look at the old dave cockrum issue where they go to that emcron crystal place there's that moment where the universe blinks out of existence but the comic was 17 pages long no real estate to show any kind of gravity to that blink out of existence and it was like a very small panel on a very cluttered page there was a john byrne like pro probably the first john byrne issue uh, where they're kind of like recapping some of that earlier mm -hmm. stuff. Similar deal, a super little blink, uh, and the universe blinks out of existence in a very super tiny small panel. And I told my guys at Marvel, like, can I get an extra page? I won't pay me a lettering fee. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, it would just have awesome storytelling flow to just have like blink, make it feel like the universe is blinking out of existence and then have our guys slowly kind of like materialize back into reality. And they were like, Ed, we, we don't do that here. We can't pay you a lettering fee. We got to pay you for the whole kit and caboodle, man. So I got paid the same amount that I got paid to draw this. I got paid to draw this thing. And I bring that up because I think uh, that's the deal. You know, uh, Janice Chang was the letterer for that silent issue of uh, G.I. Joe. She says she got her full rate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are these are the victory stories in corporate comics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now what we were saying, like these caption boxes, they really do uh, explain what would be going in here. It's almost like the margin notes or like the Stanley plot that he would give his artist or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, theater of the mind. I love it though. I love that the layout's very like this is a really fun sequence. Like like, <laughs> like 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 you have something in mind there. And then of course all the lettering, the sound effects are just a blast. Yeah, totally. Now this is formal experimentation in the way of like uh, you know the Dan Klaus tampon in the, in the teacup type formal experimentation because we've seen other examples of this where it is used to great effect. But you have more silhouette. You know, like Frank Miller comes to mind, some of the stuff that he would do in like uh, Silent Night or something. Well, I mean, there were John Byrne X-Men issues where they're they're on like astral planes or whatever, you know, in, in the Hellfire Club issues, I think, where they're fighting and it's all white space, but you get to see the figures at least. Wasn't there some black and white boom comics that would do this kind of thing? <laughs> Probably. There was like one or two issues of something that was like, uh, it's called Ants or something, and it, you would just see the... 
dialogue bubbles everywhere. Here it is, man. It feels so much like a zine that I would that I would make. <laughs> you know, I, I have a bulk of the John Byrne run of this. I'm going to have to pull out uh, Alpha Flight number nine and check that letters page, man. I would be curious to see the letters page for this for sure. It also calls to mind, there was a, um, a European artist, I want to say German, who removed all the figures and stuff from the Karl Barks Ducks comics. And they did a book of that where it was just these backgrounds. So it was a little bit different, but you would still get these panels that were mostly color fields and yeah. maybe a couple of lines of like a building interior or something. Uh, you know, interesting to look at, weird, but uh, same kind of idea here. Like you say, it's a formal experimentation. We, <laughs> we got to take a look. Like, do you have those Portal Burks things or is it online thing? Well, that's what they call liminal <laughs> spaces, man. And uh, let's... Yeah, I shook my head no <laughs> for everyone at home. <laughs> well, they heard the rattling. Now we're man, when back it comes back in, I'm, I'm right back on board. Absolutely, man. It's a really good transition. As he builds his career, he gets way more abstract and like chunky with his uh, his rubble texture. This is very close to what it looks like much later. I like to imagine that he's doing these kinds of pages while doing something else. Paying bills, talking to his lawyer on the phone, but yeah. still doing his three pages a day. Yeah, that's the thing too, man, because like the sort of school, like the school of thought with two-page spreads and stuff is like, you gotta have a focal point on each page, and I guess the focal point is just a bunch of rocks on that one, man. But here's, uh, we launch right back into the comic. This actually, thanks to the lettering, is a really effective reading experience where, like, I didn't get jammed up at all because... It's a good point. Because, uh, you know, you read here, and because the dialogue bubble was so low, you automatically, like, read this stuff rather than that panel right there and this is almost like this wing piece is almost uh, a kind of a gutter uh, you know panel border as well to separate this thought bubble from that dialogue bubble so it's so rare that this can work yeah. but this is an example of it really yeah a lot of smart choices on the lettering because you see this word balloon butting against the side but you would never start here for reading this comic if this were butted against the left side of the panel now you create a problem absolutely you know it's it's very easy for your eye to just jump that that gutter but because of the way it's built that's really an intuitive thing for the letter i assume laying this out burn may have indicated word balloons but i always think about doing like um a lettering video where we point out that stuff of like how the shapes like could you read this page if you took away all the art and borders and it was just word balloon shapes and i think you could yeah. i think it's really well done and that was the last uh, page of, of the main story then uh, on this early first year of uh, Alpha Flight, they would give you a little origin piece, man. Because these characters, before Alpha Flight, they showed up in like two issues of X-Men. You know, the, you re really didn't get that much uh, characterization from them. So the last uh, third of the book is used to flesh out the characters a little bit more. But that, but this isn't important for our purposes of our video today, man. Snowblind. <laughs> One of the great works in uh marvel comics history this man. is jim shooter era too so i wonder what shooter's response you think he had a talk with uh john byrne byrne would have been a golden boy at this time at marvel man delivering two or three books a month on deadline and you know one of their most popular artists maybe she maybe it was shooter's idea <laughs> could be who knows man you know he was john byrne was a golden goose hey man you need to get ahead listen do this try it out man pull one over on the fans See what happens. You can't yeah. do two of these. I, I am curious to read the letters column. <laughs> <laughs>
kayfabers, if you have that uh, Alpha Flight number nine, pull out that letters column. Uh, write an excerpt or two in the comment section below. You good to go, Jimmy? I am. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jim? Join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. You can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. About a dozen of those are available now. You can also find original art, process posts, layouts, and how I make comics like Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, The Plain Janes, Octobriana, and more at patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room, the anti-social network, hitting the stands November 9th uh, in finer comic stores and bookstores everywhere. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. If you don't find it in your comic shop, go to Amazon because they bought a whole gang of these goddamn books. Uh, I'm going to start serializing the next round of Red Room comics in shops in December. Uh, Red Room trigger warnings. You can uh, pre-order those comics at uh, the Fantagraphics website in the link in my link tree in the description below this video. Jimmy, what else do we have? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchant orders, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.